Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, this is Lucy Arnaz. You're listening to TV Confidential. There she is. What would you like to order? I don't think I've tried to find the Mallorca. Carmen, this is exquisite. My family used to own a postage shop in Puerto Rico. So I'm giving the recipes they passed down for generations. Ed Robertson welcoming you back to TV Confidential Radio Talk Show about television. Very happy to welcome Norma Maldonado. Norma's credits in movies and television include recurring roles on Jane the Virgin and the Fosters. Plus, she has appeared in such top shows as Mad Men, Breaking Bad, The Good Doctor, Superior Donuts, The Librarian's Modern Family, The Closer, and Amazon's Mad Dogs. Norma can also be seen in Sweet Navidad, Sweet Navidad, a new holiday movie for Lifetime TV that premiered last week as we record this program and which will likely be shown again sometime as we get closer and closer to Christmas. We'll tell you more about Sweet Navidad in just a second. Norma Maldonado, welcome to TV Confidential. Thank you, Ed. It's a, it's a real honor to be here, and I really appreciate this. What, what can you tell us about Sweet Navidad? What can our listeners look for when they, when they watch it? Well, one of the things that drew me to the project was that it's a story about a young girl who's, uh, she's a chef, she's trying to move up in the world, and she happens to be Puerto Rican, which is what I am. And um, we, we in Hollywood, we get a lot of stories with uh, Latino themes, but they are not about my culture. Mm-hmm. They're predominantly Mexican culture, and I believe that a lot of times the writers and showrunners use the experience of having living in Southern California where it's predominantly Mexican, which is wonderful, but I'm an East Coaster, and I am a Puerto Rican, and it's very rare that we get to get a glimpse into uh, my culture, which is very different. It's like comparing a Texan to someone from Hawaii, both Americans, but very different cultures. And um, Puerto Ricans, we speak Spanish just like the Mexicans, but our culture is very different. We're islanders. And the uh, holidays in Puerto Rico are really, really special and important. And we're a very festive people. And they highlight some of the wonderful things that we have, including our food, our love of family, our love of camaraderie, of welcoming people in. We do a thing called parrandas, which is um, caroling here in the States. But in Puerto Rico, it's crazy. Right after Thanksgiving, people get together. And let's say I'm at a house with my husband and a couple of friends, and we grab a guitar, and we grab some bongos and maracas, and we start singing. Christmas songs, Puerto Rican Christmas songs, of course. And we go, hey, let's go visit Aunt Mary. We jump in the car, we caravan over to Aunt Mary's, and we carol in front of her house. And then once she opens the door, she has to welcome us and feed us and give us something to drink and entertain us. And then she gets dressed and we go to another house. And that goes on all night long. When I was growing up in Puerto Rico, that went all night long, almost every night. I don't know anymore, you know, what things have changed and maybe crime and stuff. It's not feasible to be running around to 
people's homes, but you don't call them in advance. You just show up. And I think they feature that in the film. Sweet Navidad captures the essence of a Puerto Rican family during the holidays. Norma Maldonado is one of the stars of Sweet Navidad. Sweet Navidad premiered just before Thanksgiving on Lifetime TV. Sweet Navidad is scheduled to air again on Lifetime on Sunday, December 11th, and Tuesday, December 13th. It is also available for viewing on demand on Peacock. You can follow Norma on Instagram at the underscore Norma underscore Maldonado. It always makes me feel good when I'm talking to the Norma Maldonado versus <laughs> any other. Instead of a Norma Maldonado. Well, you know, <laughs> if you really want to plug me, I would love people to follow me on IMDb. Um, that's where the numbers count. Uh, having followers on social media is great, but um, I'm already basically, uh, gosh, this is going to sound so... Uh, so braggadocious. I'm already somewhat established, if you will. Um, people need numbers to get themselves, uh, you know, attracted. But in the IMDb world, the lower the number, the better. So the more times people go to that site, just it's normal Maldonado. There's no the. The better it is for my numbers. And the lower the number, the better. So if you see somebody with a hundred and something, something numbers, that's they're not very. You know, it's you want to go as low as possible. Like Brad Pitt probably has a five. <laughs> Seriously, damn him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he and I compete all the time. Ab- ab- absolutely, Sorry. absolutely. Uh, okay, you can follow Norma Maldonado on IMDb as well. You can learn a little bit about her background and see all the many credits that she has done uh, throughout her career. I've talked to enough actors to know that at the end of the day, an actor wants to work, whether they want to work in film, whether they want to work on the stage, whether they want to work behind the scenes. You've done a lot of work as a voice artist. Um, So there are many ways in which you're able to work in your industry and practice your craft. You've worked pretty much nonstop since the late uh, mid to late 1980s. I have to imagine that's very gratifying. It is. Um, I will tell you, I have just finished a what I call a dry spell. Um, never in my acting career have I ever gone a, a few months without booking something. And I finally booked a big national network uh, commercial that I shoot next week, and I told my agent, oh, thank you. you, you can I say this? You popped my cherry. <laughs> And he had no idea what I was talking about. He's new to me. He, you know, my commercial agent retired, and he took over. He doesn't really know me. Yeah. And I, and I started hounding him. I'm like, dude, do you not realize that I used to go out three, four times a week? I get it now with the pandemic and how things have changed. But Mama loves to work. So anytime he sends me something, within seconds I'm answering him, and he's quite uh, impressed with that. So. The other day, he's like, well, there's this thing, and then I said, I'll go. I went, got the call back, and I booked it. So, um, yay, finally. But, it, you know, it doesn't just, you know, I just read something on Instagram from one of the um, casting offices, and she said, you're still a professional actor if you haven't booked something major this year. And that's really hard for many of us actors to wrap our heads around because so many times, with the lay people, people that really don't know behind-the-scenes stuff, they feel that unless you're a name or unless you're starring in every other episode of whatever, 
you are not really a bona fide actor, and that's not true. I can tell you that since the pandemic, I must have had over 200 auditions. Mm -hmm. I have been pinned uh, dozens of times, and it's gone to somebody else. And it's real hard to navigate your confidence and let it go because after because we're not doing it in in the room. You know, we're not going into the offices and meeting the producers and auditioning. We're doing it in a vacuum. We're doing it on tape. Yeah. We're sending it off with no immediate feedback. I mean, when I'm in a room with people and they go, oh, I pick up their energy and I go, okay, let me take it this way, let me take it that way, or let's do it again, let's try it like this. And and nine out of ten times I book it, but it's it's been a challenge with the self-taping, and that's here to stay, I believe. Yes, and, 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 and as you say, there's nothing like being in the same room because they, they may pick up a nuance by having you across the table with them that, you know, um, they, they may not have picked up watching you on a Zoom feed or whatever. So, uh, but right. again, this is where you, being a professional working actress, draw on all the things you have learned to make the most of the situation and deliver the best performance you could possibly deliver during that reading and hope for the best. Yeah, and one thing that I, I will say is, um, in spite of the fact that I've been doing a lot of auditionings and it, the, the bookings have been a little lean, I don't stop. I'm in acting classes all the time. Um, I've taken every acting class you could imagine. I've studied with every major teacher, even during the pandemic doing Zoom uh, classes, doing classes on, on how to audition for a self-tape, mm -hmm. doing classes on this, that, and the other. And then I had a, a group of friends that we would read every week. We would uh, pick a play, mostly classics, because they were available to everyone, and then we would sit and do readings. So you, you have to find a way. And I live way out in the boonies, so I'm not around too many creative people because of just the nature of where I live. But you have to create a community. And um, for people who are a little bit older, who are a little bit getting jaded, I'm going to share a secret. Um, I'm a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> and one goes, what the heck is a vampire? A vampire is, I love going to class, especially with the young artists. They have that 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 little twinkle in their eye they have that hope they have that belief that one day one day and i go in there and i thrive i live off of that energy instead of hanging out with people who are a little bit more jaded ah, you're never gonna. i mean i remember one time walking into an audition and as the actress was leaving the room i was the next one and she goes don't bother they already hired someone and so I didn't care. I walked in and I did the job. And then I said, thank you. And they go, well, where are you going? And I go, well, I'm done. And they go, no, no, you're coming back tomorrow. I, I actually booked the, the, the role. And it was, with a, it was a Billy Bob Thornton film. It was very low budget indie long time ago. But he and I are old friends. So it was great. You know, he didn't know I was auditioning. I didn't know he was part of the project. And um, it was great. But you never know. You can't second guess what other people want. Another thing that I want to tell all actors or anyone who's interested or people who just don't know, please stop using the word rejection. Um, I'm never rejected. I'm just not selected. That's right. 
that, That's and, the difference. And, and that is something, I'm not an actor. I just talked to Norma Maldonado on the radio. But what I, I do <laughs> in, my, in my other career, um, I write and edit. And so I understand the submit, you know, the, the audition process, so to speak. And, and the way I look at it is, okay, even when there's a dry period where you send things out and you wonder are they reading it or not, you know, what, what keeps me going, is, Norma, is that uh, enough people have said yes to me before. Eventually, someone will say yes again, and it's just a matter of, you know, finding that one or two person. And, that's, and, and that, that, that mindset works very much in your career as an actor. Absolutely, and, and thank you for, for saying that. And the, the truth is, because we're no longer doing in uh, live auditions. I mean, they're back. Some of them are back. There is one um, casting director who I did a Zoom with, and he goes, I think from now on, I don't want self-tapes. I think I just want a Zoom because you get to work with the actor. But regardless of all that, you know, your your confidence can wane, and you start questioning. And that's the time that you need to either fall back on some of your work that you've done and, and appreciate what you've done. And, and I like what you just said, because if people have said yes before, they're going to say yes again. And you just have to carry that with you because confidence is so essential. And, and when I watch uh, jobs that I didn't get and I see the actors that did get it, Brad Pitt. <laughs> I'm kidding. And forgive my friends. I'm, I'm old enough. I've earned the right. But I apologize. Um, you know, I see their work and I admire it. And I go, okay, I see why, why it was hired. And as Stella Adler has always advocated, it's about the work. It's not about you. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got to take yourself out of the equation. And yet you need to have an ego to believe that, you know, this is something to do. And um, it, it's probably the most fascinating career I've ever, ever imagined because you have to know a little bit about everything. My last audition, the technical terms that I had to master, and that's the thing, you've got to do your homework. What does it mean? So that it flows out of your mouth like you say it every day. But as an editor, I could see that you would understand how you have to make choices. You have to make choices on what is going to work. And just because you're not chosen for a job doesn't disqualify your talent or your value. Um, you know, I'm, I have very expensive shoes in my closet. And I choose to wear my flip-flops. It doesn't mean that those shoes have no value. It's just that they don't have value for what I need them right now. And they will remember. Casting will remember. You give a good job, they'll call you back. There's one office I'm not going to name that I've been in 25 times, minimum. (laughs) And every week, there was one office uh, for, what was it, Scandal, was it? Um, They would call me in every week, and I go, okay, I'll see you next week, you know. But... You, you you touch on something we talk about a lot on our program, Norma, which is the entertainment industry in particular is an industry about relationships. And you just gave an example of that a few minutes ago when you talked about the the audition you did, even though the person said to you before you went into the room, they've already made their decision. You may read for me today for a part, and I may not think you're the right person you know, today, I'll remember, if you commit yourself to that reading, I'll remember, hey, that Norma, she's got a quality. I don't think I could use her on this thing, but I got something else in development next week. Let's bring her in for that. That works more often than people realize. 
Oh, absolutely. And and sometimes when early on in my career, my agent pulled me aside and she said, please don't be funnier than the leads. <laughs> and, and believe it or not, leads do get um, threatened. Because yeah. The, the insecurity, like, will I be able to keep my job? And um, I have a friend who was in a very popular sitcom. And I would go to the Thursday tapings because they, they have a little mock audience just to get a feel for how it goes. And then they tape later on in the evening. And he would lose 80% of his lines because he got more laughs than the lead. Mm -hmm. And uh, this, this lead is someone that, if I say the name, everyone will know who he is. He's no longer with us. He has since passed away. But you would go, really? I mean, he was threatened by this other person? And there's a lot of egos involved, but that's the key. You can't have ego. That's you know? right. And, and the etiquette for me on set is to be kind to everyone, mm -hmm. um, especially the DP, which for those that don't know, is the director of photography because he will have your back. That's right. And he will make sure or she will make sure that you get the right lighting, that you get this, that you get that. Um, so that you look fabulous. Yeah. Do you, would you like me to walk you through very briefly how the process is? Yes. Norma will give us a capsule look at the process from auditioning for a part to landing a part. She'll do that when she joins us next week for part two of our conversation. Norma will also share a few more stories about some of her other acting roles, including working with Jonathan Banks on Breaking Bad. We'll play part two of our conversation with Norma Maldonado next week on TV Confidential. In the meantime, Norma Maldonado can be seen in Sweet Navidad, new holiday movie from Lifetime TV. Sweet Navidad is scheduled to air Sunday, December 11th and Tuesday, December 13th on Lifetime TV. It is also available for viewing on demand on Peacock. You can follow Norma Maldonado on Instagram at B underscore Norma underscore Maldonado. We'll take a quick time out. They'll play more highlights from the Walton's Roundtable at the Hollywood Museum. We come back on TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.